0: hey everybody welcome back to another episode of awesome awful i'm mike i'm dan this week we're doing uh the awesome aspects of psychology and i gotta tell you i am super excited for this one because as i've said several times uh, on the podcast i just i fucking love psychology and i'm you know going to school for it i'm passionate about it i've you know i said, i've yeah I've read it like that book the body keeps the score that's more specifically about trauma, but not just like the yeah i mean the how the the study of the mind of the psyche is just absolutely incredible to me and let me ask you a question yeah hit me
1: how what percentage of your body knows about Mike Hawks
0: ooh uh that's an excellent question. Uh, well you know they say that we only have five senses. Sentence, five sentences senses. you know look, touch, taste, feel yep. uh, look, touch, taste, smell, and hear. but really there's a there's a sixth sense that they never talk about, which is proprioception, which is knowing where your body is in time and space. So if you can be blindfolded or close like close your eyes, And touch your nose with your fingertip. Like, you know where your body is in space and time without having to see it. So, people who have really good proprioception, like, that are always, like, people who do, like, yoga. Right. They're really in touch with their body. Uh, So, for me, like, I've always been really good I've always kind of know where I am in space and time because I'm a big ass dude sure and I don't want to bump into shit because I'm going to break something athletes in general yeah. are really good at that yeah, yeah another athlete yeah athletes oh man uh, especially athletes yeah. I actually just watched a video about uh, DK Metcalf and his workouts what a fucking savage he is dude Holy oh shit. my fucking
1: god that man is scary how he's not the best wide receiver in the league is, yeah. it is crazy to me
0: but yeah but so to answer your question I would say less than half of my body knows what it means to be me, you know, uh, because I mean, I have my own, like, I'm pretty quick for a big guy. And I'm also pretty, like... Bet you I can beat you in a race. You fucking could, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tom, why would we even bet that? I mean, unless that we're taking some real money from free people, and then, like, you just lose on your own. <laughs> I just, just fucking break my ankle. This yeah. is the part where I break my leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Jesus. Uh, but, no, yeah, so I mean, I think the more you get in touch with yourself through yoga, through weightlifting... Oh, dude, especially weightlifters... <laughs> Are you kicking my dog, you're bro? was humping my leg. Oh, bear, come on, man! Get out of here, you pervert! Why you quit humping legs, bud? Yeah, you're a good boy. Talk about psychology, Jesus. Go lay down, buddy. Uh, but so, especially like weightlifters. So I think those guys have a really good idea of who their body is and how their body works, because I mean they have to. I mean, if there are. Like bodybuilders and like world strongman, they have to know if their body is okay to do the do a lift. Right, and uh, so yeah, I really think that yeah. For me, it's probably going to be less than half because I mean, even though I've been this big my whole life, pretty much, and I've always had a pretty good idea where I am in space and time, and being able to control myself and be agile when I need to be, and all that stuff. But uh, when it comes to like actually being like the peak physical condition, you know I'm nothing compared to you know DK Metcalf or sure. uh, you know Eddie Hall. He was the world's strongest man. He has the world record for the lo- uh, heaviest deadlift. Uh, and so those guys know a lot more. Yeah. What? So same question back to you. What do you think? Uh, well, of your
1: body. That's weird. That's great answer by the way. Okay. Um, but that's not at all where I was trying to head with that. So, oh, okay. but. Um, I would say zero percent of my body
0: knows who Dan Hawks is. Oh, you're speaking of like the, the self, ego. Yeah, yeah, like the, the ego, self. Okay. Mm. yeah, the ego. Okay, yeah, I would, I would agree with you, man. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. but
1: I mean, I don't obviously don't know. I mean, because yeah. I don't think my the individual cells know the fuck knows what the hell's going on. They're just doing their own job, you know. Yeah, like
0: it's weird we talk about
1: self awareness. I think there's what I think a better question is does this self know about my other selves? You know what I mean? Like, we all share the same memory, but there are multiple Dan Hawkses. You know, like, there's the Dan Hawks that's high as shit on on, on edibles. You know, it's like, that motherfucker thinks about some crazy shit. Me, right now, the present moment me is more of a pragmatist. You know, it's like, well, like, what's the most efficient way to get shit done? You know, it's more of like a, I'm more of a get shit done kind of guy right now. But like, they share those two selves, share the same memories, right? So it's like, which I guess the question would be which self presents itself best in each situation, right? You know, like when I'm working it's not good to be high as shit thinking about aliens, you know, right. <laughs> It's like, but when I'm, you know, on a podcast and I, when I have, I want to think about some crazy shit or I want to talk about some, some stuff that's been on my mind for a while, like Bedford's law, like it's okay to, to uh, get high as shit and, and, and see where the hell your mind takes you. You know, that's a, that's a different Dan Hawks, you know, like that's a different person. I mean, obviously it's, it's still a law of me, right. Mm-hmm. But like, there's an ego involved, but I think your ego is only like maybe 5% of what
0: your body actually does. Do you think you can even put percentiles I don't on it? So. No. Yeah. I mean, because like, like we're talking like I said, self-awareness, uh, my liver doesn't have any, any idea that I'm in the, it's the liver of my cop.
1: I think we might be asking the wrong question again. Like I think, an ego is just a construct it's almost like a it's like it's like an illusion it's illusion almost mm-hmm. that's where like it's basically like a compass for your body okay. instead of because like a compass a ship doesn't know what a compass is right but the ship still gets from destination a to b you know true so it's like it's all about the person who's uh, exactly who is sailing the boat yeah it's the navigator and where is the navigator sit in the seat of perception you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's weird
0: well you know uh Another thing too that you kind of that made me think about this is that made me think about what you were saying is you've heard like of the ship of Theseus, right? Um, yeah. So we are our own ships of Theseus because mm-hmm. each cell is, you know, doesn't it, it does not the same cell that it started at birth. Isn't alive today. No, it no. There is that, certain. Well, have, yeah. have you ever
1: heard that new Radio Lab that podcast that came out? No, it's fucking bananas. So they're able to actually measure how old a cell is Dude. in each part of your body, like the upper left part of your liver cells yeah. and like the your brain neurons, and they can oh, do shit. it by because of all the fucking uh, nuclear tests they used to do back in the fifties. Mm-hmm. They're able to measure how much is in the atmosphere. And what date that cell came into play was but correlates to what how much uh, 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 uranium or whatever the fuck yeah. atom is in the atmosphere with those. Uh, uh, nuclear tests. God damn, it's fucking crazy. But Dude. like, yeah. So they're able to. Co- it correlates perfectly,
0: and they're yeah. able to like measure your your cells by by that. Wait, because that was not the old wives' tale that like your cells regenerate, or that was the old scientific mm-hmm. standby. Was but they're it?
1: able they were able to prove it with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: that they come like if they're your a new cell each seven years. So that's like why they say you know even though you don't like tomatoes now. Right. Try a couple I, I of used years. to hated bacon. I used to hate yeah. bacon. No. Now I fucking love bacon. Dude, you know? Really? I didn't really I know. I used to bacon. be a fucking heathen. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. But uh. But yeah. So that kind of that thinking of what part of me knows who I am, what knows Mike Hawks, you know, or knows Dan Hawks is, uh, it's like fuck. They don't even know who they are, right? Because I mean, they're just they. can you imagine just trippy ass question here can you imagine if your liver became self-aware and you, just, you know what's even spookier and just went like bro you need to quit with the fucking drinking yeah. you know how about i'm gonna give you some liver pains right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe like, it oh, is right oh shit yeah i like, was even freaking.
1: but i mean well i mean it's like well, uh, to continue around your point is like maybe that is the liver saying hey fuck it, fuck face quit yeah. drinking
0: oh okay. you know or now, like I mean, that's like why we're hungover yeah it's yeah because the liver's like guys look i, I could only take so much you know but, yeah you know, i know like that liked have have a good shot time. of jack yeah you know fucking just i couldn't handle it so yeah, that's and it's why it's like he... oh
1: fuck you you know yeah. we're gonna we're gonna shut down now yeah. what well, you know, i can't handle this isn't that what
0: a hangover is is that your liver wasn't able to process all the alcohol so then like that it's literally you're poisoned that's the it's a
1: layman's term of it i mean it's has a lot to do with like a filtration system in your kidneys mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah. And it's literally time is the only thing that can cure a hangover. So all these other hangover pills are just complete bullshit. Oh, yeah. But, um, and it's like, they're placebos, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh yeah, I'm going to take this and I'll, I'll feel better. It's like, yeah. Cause you're making yourself feel better. Cause you think you're going to feel better. It's, it's literally placebo. Placebos. Did we
0: talk about negative placebos? Yes. We've talked about, yeah, I think okay. so. In the, uh, in the last I, podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I was watching this and The uh, awful part. Yeah. I was watching this, uh, another podcast when they were talking about, uh, they were talking about the placebo effect and how it works. I mean, it generally works, but also it's measurable. Yeah. But also people who, so this, yeah, it was Dr. Drew, Dr. Drew after dark. Uh, I hate that guy. I, I fucking love him. I just, <laughs> I love watching it. Uh, I don't know, get into his politics. It's just it's me. not even politics.
1: Uh-huh. The guy, reason I hate him is because he fucking did celebrity rehab. Right. It's like, that shit's supposed to be, like, private. Like, you're not going to be able to put that shit on... You can't put that out into the world and expect people to get better, you know? Yep. Like, you're doing I mean, that just for your own fucking... No, I've never yeah. watched the show. I'm, uh, ju- I'm judging it from from
0: habit stance. But... I've never watched it either, but when um, he talks about it, they actually were helping them. Those, I helping know, they're trying so. to, yeah. But, but like... I think those... those I think the, with the celebrities, though, I think they fucking wanted that. They oh, wanted maybe. to do that because yeah. it was, like, another shot at them. Like, hey, look, guys, I'm getting clean. Yeah. But he was talking about... This placebo effect and how this guy came in, he was on a trial, but the only those double blind, so then no one knew. But he came in into the hospital, he's like, Gosh, I'm fucking dying. Like it's not like, oh my God, oh my god, he starts like rattling off all these symptoms. And then they pull up his file and like the guy who was in charge of the study comes and he's like, Listen, you were given a placebo. Like you're taking sugar pills, you're not being poisoned by the medicine. Instantly better. Like Fucking well, and that is like 15, 20 minutes later, he was all of his symptoms went away. That's because it was the negative yeah. placebo, and it's like, what? Like this? That's why? Why I love psychology so much is because the shit that we can do to like change our brains, our mm-hmm. brain chemistry. I mean, our there's another thing on Radio Lab about this guy who was uh, diagnosed with
1: terminal cancer, and he was into a wheelchair and blah blah. blah. He only had like three months to live his dying wish was to go see a Metallica concert. Well, his wife took him. You know, he in and, and, and was he was able, paralyzed from the waist up. At the Metallica concert, he was able to uh, beat his foot to the beat.
0: Dude. And then
1: like and then and just because he was with everybody, he was with the vibes and uh-huh. then uh, and uh, the community. He ended up touring with Metallica all through Europe, it was 2017, 2018. Damn. Whenever the last tour they really did, and uh, they he was not only was able to get out of the wheelchair, but he was able to walk around and beat his cancer. Oh. And went God. his cancer went into remission. Like he had terminal stage four cancer, yeah. and like he, he was like bound to the wheelchair, just down on his luck. Just blah 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 blah. Right. And then, not, so the Metallica concert took him there, and then he actually got in with, like, this support, not necessarily a support group, but a group of, of people who were also touring right. uh, Metallica throughout the, you know, in the European uh, concert tour. Right. And, like, they just, like, took him in as his own, because, like, he had his wife and only his wife, who, who was taking him places, and then when he got his actual, like, friends, his friend group, like, it just, like... Took him from zero to a hundred like and just like speed sped his recovery like literally took negative recovery and turned it into uh, uh, Damn. Uh, Like literal remission of cancer, you know what uh, and the doctors didn't do anything different
0: uh, that talks that reminds me of uh, Those evangelical nut jobs who were you know the healing through the power of prayer. It's true, man dude, if a person believes enough that's what voodoo is. Yeah, dude, they, uh, it's, if like... If a, if a guy who's
1: do, practicing voodoo says, I'm putting a curse on you, yeah. and you fucking truly believe you got a curse put on you, it's shit's
0: gonna it's, happen. It's yeah. shit's gonna happen. Dude, yeah, so that's fucking... That's crazy. Because there are some, oh. uh... I read this case that... It, was, it wasn't was a case, it was an article, uh, that this woman, like, had... She was fucking blind, or whatever, and, uh... Like, she had ocular cancer or some shit like that, and... They were like, there's nothing more we can do. And she wasn't religious, but she was like, well, fuck, I don't want to die. And I would like to be able to see again before I die. And she just went to a couple of these evangelical things and then, like, actually started believing, reading the Bible, having it read to her. And then, like, her belief, her body was just like, I don't know, I they, they have no explanation for it. Because they were like, there's nothing more we can do. Yeah. And then, you know, months after going to these things and being healed, quote, unquote, uh, yeah, her, her tumor started shrinking, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And they, they, <laughs> well, yeah. they just throw their hands up. Well, yeah. Fuck, I don't know. We have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, so that's just it's mind-boggling to me what the human brain is capable of, and that's one of the reasons why I love love studying it. I mean, we haven't even got into like like what I originally like started. Why I originally got into psychology was I was obsessed with serial killers. Like, I fucking wanted to... Stab what are you, those. a fucking woman? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, ladies. murder. <laughs> oh, murder before I go to bed.
1: Forensic files and chill. Oh, yeah.
0: Sweet. Oh, how many times did he stab him? Oh. Oh, what, but he uh, snuck into her house? <laughs> bound her
1: wrists? Oh, my God. But no, like... It's I fucking f- weird, man. Yeah, That's I so
0: weird. Loved, like, forensic profiling and like, looking at a person's behavior. Like, that was the, my fucking bread and butter when I was, like, fucking 13, 14. Way too young to be looking Way at too it. young. Yeah. To <laughs> know everything about Ted Bundy. Yeah. Well, mine was a fucking Zodiac Killer, bro. Like, I was fucking... I, I, I,
1: you know what's crazy you bring that what? up? I think the Zodiac Killer was a woman. Really? Yes. Why I had this think? epiphany in the shower. I don't know anything about the Zodiac Killer. Okay. I, I've never even studied it. But I'm sitting here thinking, it's like... Who is the person? I think it was the secretary in the police department who was the uh, Zodiac Killer. Full
0: access to everything going on. I'm going to stop you right Completely there. Completely under the radar. No, they didn't. No. Okay. One of the reasons why the Zodiac Killer was never caught is that he killed in... I think it was a he, because they are some... Like, the best sketch that they have, and, like, cops actually talked to him uh, after he killed the taxi oh, okay, driver. Oh, okay. yeah, No, but I love that fucking... I yeah. thought of yeah. where you're going, but... To totally destroy it. Uh, yeah, he's uh, completely take my theory out of the, out the of uh, uh, jurisdiction. Like, so today, if a serial killer is going to, you know, fucking Blair, uh, this is for Nebraska because I can't remember all the counties there, but like Blair or Washington County, Douglas, uh, Lincoln's, that's what uh, what is Cass that? County. Yeah, Cass County, Lancaster County. Oh, yeah. If a dude is killing similarly and claiming to be, like, if he was alive today, all of the police departments would instantly be working together. But because it was in the 70s and 60s and 70s, they weren't communicating. Oh. So this dude was going from fucking county to county, crossing these jur- jur- jurisdictional lines, murdering people and murdering couples. And no one was able to connect the dots for a long time. I mean, these cops, like, they would talk to each other. Like once yeah, like, at a bar or something. Yeah, at like right, a bar yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, I got this weird case. And like, you know what? I have one that sounds like that too. Yeah. But they weren't communicating because they were all worried about. They wanted to be the one to catch him. Sure. And they weren't thinking about the bigger picture of, no, someone needs to catch him. Yeah. And they were like, no, it has to be me. So that's why that's one of the reasons why he got away with it. But yeah, dude, like fucking so, like he kills this taxi driver and I can't remember his name, uh, but he does it in front of a house and these two kids see him do it. And they give out the description that it's a big white guy with blonde hair and glasses, and psycho killer. Yeah. Have you seen that fucking music video? No, I uh, haven't, the yeah. Talking Heads. No, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's super but, good. Uh, so they give out the description to the cops because nah, they nah. they see the shooting happen, and then uh, through racism and everything, they come out and say, "Yeah, it's a black guy that did it."
1: clearly yeah but the first <laughs> one
0: went out and then the black guy well, the black guy went out and then a correction went out like a minute later and these two patrol officers who were in the area fucking stopped this one because it was like four o'clock in the morning now San Francisco four o'clock in the morning in the late 60s people would have been like it still was like what are you doing out at this time of the hour tenth time of the morning they stopped to talk to this guy and then their excuse was, Oh, well, you know, they said it was black the first time, but then they're like, yeah, the, the correction went out just as quickly. Wow. Like, oh, yeah, but we didn't know. And then the killer he eventually called. He was like, yeah, if, you fucking cops are morons. He's like, I was covered in blood. and Covered in blood? Yeah, covered in blood, damn. Because he killed this dude. Like, he shot him inside a taxi cab and then robbed him and then cut off a bunch of his uh, clothing. Oh, shit, excuse me. To use as as like proof of death that he killed him and yeah but he, doing all of that he would have been just soaked like blood spatter on his face on his clothes on his hands I mean and he was like yeah I was covered in blood and I talked to two of you fucking idiots and you still didn't know it was me and then they put out the the the, the uh, uh, police sketch yeah of what the cops saw and they showed it to the kids who saw They're like, yeah that was him and they're like, how did you get this? They're like, oh, two of our patrolmen talked to him. What? That's yeah. fucking bananas, dude. Yeah, fucking the ineptitude of some police officers is amazing. I but mean, there's just
1: there, that's the thing with any profession, though, man. Well, is the like, ineptitude you're gonna of have have the people, people, not just yeah. you got yeah. people who just
0: don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, dude, it, But get on those cops. They actually came forward. That's another thing that's too. Good, is yeah, that's a good point. That they were like, "Look, we fucking talked to this guy. Like, we know we fucked up." Yeah. So I mean, they could have just been cowards and just be like, "No, we didn't see anybody at all."
1: And yeah, uh,
0: we saw this guy covered in blood come out of a taxi guy. We just kind of just waved at him. Well, one of the things that I can imagine why they wouldn't be able to do it or know that he wasn't that he was covered in blood was he wasn't standing underneath lights. Mm. But you know, wave a fucking flashlight at his face. Yeah, they it's would four in the morning. It. Yeah. So I mean. uh it was just... But yeah, that fucking fascinated me. Like, I wanted to know why people were horrible to one another. And I wanted to know why... Like, how could you catch somebody just because of their behaviors? Like, what they do at the crime scene. That shit fucking just, like, drove me nuts. Like, I was like, I have to know about that. So, like, when Criminal Minds came out, bro, I was all over that fucking show. That show's dark as fuck. Bro. Dude, oh my god. And then, like, Law & Order SVU... uh that's one of the problems like I know we're jumping around here I mean we're not even really jumping around I think these tangents are actually quite coherent kind of coherent today yeah uh, the uh, like I got so fucking depressed when I was like 18 because I Netflix had just started streaming and they had all of the episodes of Law & Order SVU I was like I fucking love this show I'm gonna watch every single one of them when I get off work and then for 6 to 8 hours sometimes 10 hours a day I would go home and consume Law and Order SVU, rape, That's child too murder. Much, man. Bro. At, like I got like I finished the series, but like I, th- I was maybe like one season left, and this is I haven't watched it since then, thank God. But I got to a point I was like, <laughs> like I, everything fucking sucks, man. Yeah. And my roommate at the time he's like, dude, go stop watching, watching Law and Order yeah. SVU, man. He was like, I was like, what? He's like, you're watching shows about people getting raped all the time. Of course you're depressed. Yeah. He's like, watch fucking cartoons, bro. And I was like... Watch videos of puppies. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, get some eye bleach for going, yeah. bro. But yeah, dude, after that, like... Because uh, I've always had a really good sense of, like, uh, just distancing myself from whatever media that I... Like, whatever media I'm consuming. Like, we growing up, my mom always told us, you know, these are movies. They're not real. So... Mm. Even if they're based on a true story, 90% of that is is fake. And even though they do a good job and it looks real, you have to remember, these people aren't dead. Like, the actors who, you know, get, like, well, I remember watching Braveheart was the first one that I remember watching going, like, These fucking horses just died? <laughs> I was like, no, they're not real horses. They can't kill horses on television. Yeah, You know, like, no, it, it's not real. None of this is real. And so, like, every time I get scared or, like uncomfortable I'm like all right it's not real like oh man but uh yeah that's seriously had a negative effect on my psyche for I bet. a long time and I was too stupid to fucking realize I was like oh maybe I shouldn't watch a show about rape and child molestation every fucking day for it's, 10 hours at a time
1: it blows my mind that people are able to watch that shit before they go to bed dude. Right? like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> you know like yeah it's, it might come off as judging because I am judging the fuck out of you for doing yeah. that you know it's like All right, I guess these exist and people like it. More power to you, you know, but fuck,
0: man. Dude, it's seriously desensitizing. That'll fuck you up, yeah. I think it's desensitizing us to, like, how bad it can actually be. Like, dude, I just watched this one, uh, I Survived. It's on Amazon, and uh, Amazon Prime. And this first story, like, was a fucking gut punch because there is no uh, fucking host There is no fucking personality going in this night on April 23rd, 2021, a girl was alone in her apartment. No, it was just this woman sitting there like, yeah. So I got home. I locked both two dead bolts and I started getting ready for bed. And then all of a sudden I heard this loud banging at the front of my apartment. And then I went and I looked at my, through my eyeglass and I saw this man running and jumping into my door and it broke my door open and hit me in the face And next thing I knew, this man was in my apartment with a gun, screaming about how I needed to give him money. And I gave him all the money I had, and then he kidnapped me and brought me to an ATM, and I gave him $400 or $200, whatever it was. And then he brought me to a field, and then he raped me, and then shot me three times, and then left me for dead. And then I fucking dug deep, crawled my ass out of there, and the first person I ran into was a retired Army medic. And that man saved my life. And I was naked, bleeding, shot, raped, and scratched. I was like, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. How random is that to like. It's a fucked up world we live in, man. Yeah, bro. Like, that's one thing that has been driving me fucking nuts. Of how. And this is, we're supposed to be the awesome part. But like, how life can go from we're having a podcast, Dan, to next five seconds, someone could break in and shoot us both. Like, did yep. kill our, take our laptop, take your laptop, my laptop, your phone, our, all of our cash, whatever, just because they fucking could. Like, you're driving down the road. And, we do have a false sense of security. Yeah. Like, very yeah. false sense. For- yeah, yeah, you're driving down the road and your everything, your whole entire life's going fine and then one fucking dude... Life happens fast, man. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're fucking paralyzed from the waist down because some guy was having a bad day mm-hmm. and wasn't paying attention. Like, Dude. What? Like, oh, man. But awesome aspects of psychology. Woo! Good times, guys. We're having a good time. Uh, This is fine. Yeah. This (laughs) is fine. The the building's on fire. This is fine. (laughs) Uh, No. So we've talked... I've been... I'll talk about this till I'm blue in the fucking face. But EMDR. And before the mics got hot, Dan asked me why... Like, how do we know how to read? Why do we know how to read? Uh, and it talked about long-term memory and how uh, there's a part of our memory, our long-term memory, that is... I can't remember what the fucking term of it is now. It's driving me nuts. But, like, the name of colors. Like, you look at that Mountain Dew bottle. It's green. I see red. <laughs> do you really see red? I Are good. you colorblind? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> is, is your dad colorblind? I have no idea. I don't uh, think so. No, I had some uncles that were colorblind, different side of the family. But like, okay, this these candles, you know, they're gray, they're red, brown, and yellow. So, but how do we know that? Well, we learned that we learned our colors at a really young age. We can't specifically remember when we learned those colors, but we know that that's there. We know that left hand is left. Right, right is right. Uh, how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, how to drink. You know, these are all things that tell time. Yeah, how to tell time. We've we don't have a, an exact memory of learning how to do that, but we know how to do it still. So it's a part of our long term memory that is just there. Who was that?
1: B.F. Skinner, who talked about I can turn any kid into a lawyer, doctor, or thief. The behavior therapist, behavioral uh, scientist. I've heard of this guy. Never heard this never Skinner. Heard? Yeah, the, oh, guy, the yeah, guy who yeah, had the, the, yeah. the bell with the yeah. saliva with the dogs and yeah. shit. That was Pavlov. Pa- that was Pavlov. Okay. But I think, yeah, you're right. So there's a Skinner
0: box that uh, was like with mice. And uh, I'm pretty
1: sure it was Skinner yeah. who, who had that quote. And I can bring it up. I have a laptop right here. If I wanted to, yeah. if I wasn't lazy as shit. But uh, so but no, he um, yeah, he ahead. said that he can um, condition any human being, if you get them early enough, to be whatever you want them to be. That's why George Orwell would be rolling over in his grave with state-run fucking school systems. Oh, Jesus. Because the state could turn their children into whatever the fuck they want them to be. And what they want them to be are unquestioning. They want them to be unquestioned, unquestioning, shut up and sit down, no creativity, and do your fucking job. Yeah. And you know, and I've had this kind of epiphany here in the, uh, literally today in the sauna when I was talking to this, uh, uh he was a Polish refugee came over in the eighties. He's really cool guy. His name is less. Um, and he was talking to me and he was saying, I don't get what's going on with, with this generation. He was like, I, this is the greatest country in the world. You guys are the shining beacon on the, uh, on the hill. You guys like America is fantastic. What is going on? I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like I like I don't know why these people, why these kids, why my generation is turning on this great on the greatest nation the, the world's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like I swear to God, I still believe that. No matter yeah, we all have we all have our fucking problems. But if our biggest problem is transgender issues, we're doing pretty fucking good. Right. You know. And um and when and it, it, having said that, my my theory is with the state-run schools is it's a global fucking plot to turn people into just obedient servants to the state. Mm-hmm. Because unquestioning servants to the state is the, is, is, is where I'm getting at there is When you don't think for yourself and you don't have the capability to think for yourself, you didn't learn that as a kid,
0: yeah.
1: like, that's where this is all starting to co- come together. Is when when you get inundated from as a, as a kid as a child to never being able to think for yourself and always sit down, shut up, and, and listen to what we listen uh, and listen to what we say yeah, because I said so. Because I said so. That's classic fucking stupid line. That's how, that's how I know why I'm able to think for myself is because I've always flipped the bird to both my parents and the system when they say shit like that because. I already know that's a bullshit answer, and I've known it since my whole fucking life, but most people just accept that as the status quo and just and keep going on with their lives. So the whole conspiracy thing is what I'm getting at here is when you have state-run schools and an immigration problem, quote-unquote, when you make it super hard for these people to come in from other countries who, don't ha- who, who, who stop the perspective Stop your stop these people from interacting with these people. Make them scared of these fucking people. You have this quote unquote. Cons, uh, uh, I'm gonna talk about fucking, You have this quote unquote immigration problem. Right. It's not a problem. It's a created problem. Just like every just like abortion is. You know, it's like it's a problem that you talk about a lot but do nothing about. But I think what they're doing is they're making these people seem like criminals. But really, what they're doing is they're stopping our generation from getting a different perspective on how fucked up this world is yeah. just so they can be compliant and easy, more easily manipulated. Yeah.
0: They're doing, they're like muddying the waters. Exactly. Uh, so like that's that Mark Twain quote that I've talked about a couple times that like experience is the death is the cure to racism and like, in experience and knowledge or experience and traveling is the death to racism and, uh like stupidity. I can't remember I'm butchering that, but like if you get to know somebody, like you get to know a Polish immigrant from the eighties, yeah, you're not they're not gonna be bad people. Like no. if you get to know the Mexican immigrants that just moved in down the street, you're gonna find out one they know how to cook some bomb-ass food. Maybe. Uh, damn, racist. fucking love Mexican food. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Their abuela that they brought over, yeah, she knows some secrets. No fucking damn it. I ain't racist, damn. That's, that's just the racist. truth. Uh but Yeah, but that black guy who came from Africa is pretty good at frying chicken, I ain't he? imagine that he did know how to, know <laughs> to cook some good food, no matter what it is. Uh, yeah, but, I'm, I'm just fucking with that. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, like, if you get to know somebody, if you get to have experiences with people, that's like uh, how... Uh, homosexuality, how that became the biggest thing. Like it was the biggest problem for a long time, but then you, people like bigots actually started meeting people who were gay. Like, Oh my God, that is a pretty awesome part of psychology, right? You don't want me to be gay. You just, you just want to live your life and be happy. Dude. That's what I wanted to. Do. That's and crazy. then it's Let's like make out. Yeah, well, like, I you, mean, you want to suck my dick later or something or what? I'm Man. kind of weirded out being around <laughs> you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's like one of the reasons why I I fucking love psychology, is because if, dude, like, okay, so exposure therapy. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah, exactly what we're talking yeah. about. But in, the, in psychological terms, let's say you have There's a phobia. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, CBD. you have a yeah. phobia of birds. Yeah. So You they can't start even, by thinking about birds. Yeah, just like, start I need by, to yeah, think about a like, oh, right. I can't yeah. fucking do it. And then they'll bring in, like, a feather from a bird. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> I saw this one, like, I saw this exposure therapy video, and this woman, like, they brought in a fucking feather and just went, and she's hyperventilating and like freaking out. And then eventually they yeah, they brought in a bird and she was like able to stroke the bird, pet she's like, Oh my god, like this isn't bad. Yeah. And it's like th- that's what that's what's
1: happening. Yeah, no shit, the world's not gonna end because a bird's in here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing. That's what the cognitive behavioral therapy is like that negative that yeah. that, that that's um, how they treat O C D yeah, yeah, that bad thinking is like yeah. okay, just think about it logically. Like, what happens if a bird's in here? Well the bird's gonna peck my eyes out. Why? Why would a bird do that? Like, are you, going to, are you going to attack the bird? No? Okay. So, why would the bird attack you? Well, all birds are evil. How do you know that? Yeah. Well, this one bird... Okay, so that one bird attacked yeah. you. What were you doing when it attacked you? Oh, I actually walked really close to its nest and I could hear the baby hatchlings. You were threatening the bird. So, that's why it attacked you. But if you're not threatening to a bird, it won't attack you. So, like, that's just... Oh, my God. That is just yeah. so fucking great. Like, that just...
1: And it's like all of a sudden The light switch kicks on Yeah And I was like
0: Oh okay birds aren't scary anymore yeah, You know yeah. Fucking great Yeah I wonder if she would have been Afraid of us 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 Damn you and me What about us What's our last name Oh motherfucker Oh fuck <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if she'd
1: be even scared Of like the raven That's on your chest I bet you she know? would be like, Yeah
0: uh, that's uh, that's dude, How fucking crazy! Just random, like, hey, you know, like, hey, I'm Dan Hawks. <gasps> what, the what the fuck? fuck are you heart right? attack. Yeah. Like, well, they're like, Dan, what did you do, bud? Like, I just gave her my name, and then like her psychiatrist shows up and goes like, Oh, that's right, she was she had a phobia of birds. and It's like, oh, this fucking guy killed her because of his name. Yep. Uh, but, dude, yeah, I just, I love that how we were talking about science last week, and how. Science is, like, the answer to the questions that we have a hard time finding the answers to. Psychology is that, too. Like, I don't really think there hasn't been a thing that hasn't been cured or hasn't been, hasn't alleviated some symptom or stress from a psychological Mm -hmm. issue. Granted, 100%, buddy of mine, uh, he was diagnosed depressed at 7. Because he had like they did blood tests and stuff because he was talking about killing himself when he was like seven. Jesus. And no, he had a chemical imbalance. Yeah. I mean, you, literally, they were like, "Yeah, you know, your body was like, fuck you, kid,' and you're just going to be sad all the time." So, there is Christ. a chemical dependency of our own of our own making sometimes, but a lot of times depression can be can be not cured, but it can be you can you learn workarounds. You can learn uh tips and tricks to beat the system that is trying to beat you yeah and you can you know when you have that like negative thinking uh you can find ways to stop that thinking from happening and i just the amount of things that psychology has been able to help i think is is just one of the great it's it's One of the reasons why I'm so fucking fascinated by it and so passionate about it is because I just, I absolutely love that it can heal people, that it can help people, that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's always been a fascinating subject to me, but not only that, I can help people understand, and I think that is one of the root causes for a lot of like ignorance in this country yeah is their lack of understanding and from under, like not understanding something you tend to fear it that's a good one too yeah yeah, yeah. um i have this
1: I, I just looked up a uh uh what sparked this is is uh i looked up a jim carrey quote about depression Do you ever hear about jim that King. yeah I hear this uh i probably i might have but i don't remember it word for word yeah um I'm trying to find it here, but its I don't want to butcher it because it's so good. Um, I'm going to have to butcher it because I can't seem to find it right away. Either way, it, it, basically what he said is, I believe depression is real. It is real. Like, it's 100% no matter what real. But, there's always a but in there, right? And it's—it's it's, if you're not giving yourself a, a legitimate chance to beat it, like eating right, getting out in the sun, changing your state of mind... Uh, working out and doing all of those things, you're not giving yourself even a legitimate chance. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not even trying to find the whole, the uh, light at the end of the tunnel anymore. Okay. You know, and it's like, yeah, all of those things plus antidepressants will can essentially cure depression. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you and there's different stages. I think I don't know. I'm not a fucking psychiatrist, but. There's different levels of, of depression, right? Yeah, there, well. There's the one where this is never going to fucking end. Yeah. Like, I'm going to end it because this is there's no fucking escape. Yeah. And those people need the chemical dependence. There's some people who are just, like... I don't want to discount it, but there are these lazy-ass fucks out there who just sit in their fucking room all day. Yeah, I'm cold, so therefore I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And oh, this yeah. is like, or... I, uh... Mmm... I... I gained five pounds. I'm depressed, and they're 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 watering down that word. Yeah. You know, it's like oh, like using yeah. Nazis on somebody saying someone's a Nazi when they said something off collar. Yeah. You know, it's like Nazis literally killed millions of Jews. Don't call him a Nazi because he supported Trump. Yeah, you know, it's like you, you're when you water down a word like that, it, it it really irritates me, and that's what Jim Carrey was getting at. I think it's like if you just you know help yourself get better Mm -hmm. you can you can you know get rid of some of those symptoms and so not everyone is chemically imbalanced sometimes your life sucks (laughs) like like i said last time last week you're you're you don't have to identify as the cloud you're the sky yeah (laughs) like you can be bummed sometimes sit with it deal with it yeah you know and uh I, i i love it you know like it's and yeah. that's why, I, I, like, sometimes I wake up in the morning like, fuck, I am full-blown depressed. You know, was like, holy shit, like, this world fucking sucks. And then I get outside and the sun's shining. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I guess it's not all that bad. Yeah. You know? It's like, well, right, and I think to myself, life's going to happen anyways. Yeah. I might as well
0: enjoy it. Right, you might as well be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, so, a couple of things of what you said. The watering down or uh, the, uh, like, the... Yeah, the watering down, that's the best. There's another word for it, but I can't remember. But OCD. You hear these people, going, oh like, God. Oh my, I'm so OCD. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Yeah. Can you... How many times did you wash your hands Yeah, how many times morning? did you turn that doorknob before yeah. you left, and then did you go back and turn it again just yeah. to make sure that the world didn't blow up? No, you're not OCD because you like your colors to be in a range. Yeah. Like, I mean, you might have a mild flavor of it, but uh no, you're not obsessive compulsive disorder you do not have that right uh the depression though what are you're talking about like uh not everyone's chemically dependent so this is my story for 2013 uh was probably one of the worst years of my entire fucking life uh my depression was just out of control like i had a, a really good friendship that had ended that i ended on my own uh And I was trying to deal with that, and uh, I just kind of fucking spiraled. I started a new job, so I was really stressed out by the new job because I wanted to do well. I ended up getting this really bad intestinal virus to where I was fucking liquid diarrhea every five minutes. Like, it was just Uh water. Yeah, dude, it was fucking awful. Uh, I then... uh, My uncle died, the guy who actually kind of helped me become a man because my dad wasn't around. He died. He died. And all of this stuff happened within like a span of six months. So I fucking bottomed out. Yeah. And I I was just. I can see how that that could happen. Well, I was already teetering on the edge of depression. Sure. Like for me, I always looked at depression as a roller coaster. Dude, you're going to have high days where you're on the sun shining, you're like, fuck yes, I'm so happy to be alive. And then that's going to go down. And it's nothing that you did. Like it's not that you did anything wrong, it's it, just that It actually
1: circles back to the different cells. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just it you can fucking bottom out and tank out. And dude, I was riding that low for a real long fucking time and I was at work and I was working till like two AM in the morning. I wasn't sleeping well. I called my mom at you midnight You not even giving yourself a chance, but yeah. Yeah. I, I called my mom and I was like, Mom, I'm ready to fucking kill myself and she's like Yeah, you don't know, no I said, No, Mom, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to drive my car into a fucking bridge apartment so I don't hurt anyone else but I want to die like I can't fucking do this anymore and she's like I'm on my way don't leave stay there until I get here promise me you will stay at work until I get there said I promise and then the next we she took took me home and the next day we went to the, uh, uh, the uh, her psychiatrist and the psychiatrist was like you need to go to the emergency room if it is that bad, like, I'm not your doctor. I can't see you. If it's that, I'm just doing this as a courtesy to your mother. But if it's that bad, you have to go to the emergency room right now. I'm like, all right, fine. I, I, was, I knew that it was bad. And I knew that I was serious about wanting to die. And uh, so, yeah, we went to the emergency room. And I'm sitting in there. And we we're in there for eight hours in a room that is... Uh, probably about as big as this table. They have a chair. Uh, a table in that chair. I mean, a uh, a hospital bed. And then a tiny little chair. And my mom was in there. And we were in there for eight hours. My mom's a di- diabetic. She had nothing to eat all day. So she's, like, about to die in a fucking emergency room because her sugars are crashing. Christ. And I'm like, Mom, just go. Go get some food. like, And I'll be here. And they'll let you come back. And I was... At this time, I was like a a pack-a-half, two-packs-a-day cigarette smoker because I was depressed. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to live. So what the fuck? It doesn't matter what I'm doing to my lungs. I'll smoke all the goddamn time. And I was like, guys, can I smoke a cigarette? They're like, no. And I was like, why? Well, we don't want you to hurt yourself. Guys, I'm already fucking here because I don't want to hurt myself. Like, I'm admitting myself to your care so that I don't hurt myself. But do you understand that? And they're like... Yeah, but still, we can't have you go outside. I was like, why not? Like, can you not just... I mean, I'll go in front of where that cop is that had to, you know, fucking metal detect me into here, and I'll smoke in front of him, and I'll walk right back in. Like, guys, I want to get help. I'm here to get help. Yeah, but still, you might leave. And then my mom came back from getting food, and I was like, Mom, they won't let me have a cigarette. And they said it could be another 12 hours before they have a room in a psychiatric center. And I was like, let's just fucking go home. And they had made an appointment for me to see a psychiatrist and they made me sign like a fucking notebook full of uh, paperwork saying that I wasn't going to kill myself. And I was like, guys, yeah, I don't want to. I'm like, I was really bad for 24 hours, but now I'm like, I know that I don't want to die. I know that I want to get healthy and get help. I want help. And so they let me, sign my life away saying that if I kill myself, that my mom can't sue no family member can sue UNMC because, yeah, yeah they let me go. And, uh, uh, uh pardon me. Uh, and then, so we finally go home and we, I finally have that cigarette and I'm like, oh, oh, lung cancer never tasted so good. And, uh, I go in and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, this, I finally, I am, I can, I'm out of there because dude, they were treating me like a fucking criminal. Like, it was it was the worst that I've ever been treated by someone who was trying to help me. Like, I, there was they were curt, short, uh, no like yes or no answers. And then the more I asked that if I could go, I never got belligerent. I was I, I got to the point where I was begging them, and they were just treating me like I was fucking scum underneath their shoes. And it's like guys, like they never could wrap their mind around that that's why I was there was for help. And then. So, anyway, that, not everyone's chemical dependent. I, uh, finally see the therapist the next day. We're sitting there talking, going back and forth, and she prescribes me a antidepressant. And I never wanted to take pills, man. I fucking was so against it. Yeah. And we start talking just about my past, my history and stuff, and how, like, I can still remember my dad beating up his girlfriend, and, like, I can still hear her screams, and, she was like, you you might have PTSD from that, and I was like, no, I fucking don't. Like, I he didn't kill her. I like yeah. how you thought you were the expert. Yeah, yeah. I was like, listen here, doctor. Yeah, the lady. It's like lady you doctor. Might, I think
1: you have cancer. Yeah. No, I fucking don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and she was like, you know, it might be, it might be something like that. You definitely, you check all the boxes for uh, major depressive disorder for sure and uh, you know this like how you're describing you're describing the symptoms of PTSD and I was like oh fuck that sucks and so I finally like "All right, maybe you do know what you're talking about and uh, uh, so she gives me this antidepressant and I take her for like two months and I had regular visits with her and then like we both were like hey how are you feeling like I haven't. I my I, my medicine slowly got off, and like at the end of it, I, I felt great. I have been depressed since then. Yeah, but I've never gone that deep. That's good. Yeah. I so I have been. You're back on the
1: roller coaster. Yeah, yeah but the instead, roller coaster yeah. is
0: there. There's no. There's no. Uh, there's no tunnels. There's no gut drops. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there's just we uh wee we yeah. Know? I mean, it's just little dips here and there. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, that was... That's good. That's yeah, good to hear. Was, oh, dude, it's fucking... I mean, it's great to tell you. I mean, because yeah. I thought we already talked about this, you know, years ago, because I want to be open about it to people that it's... uh But there is help out there. Yeah. You can get help. Like, it's not
1: all doom and gloom, yeah. you know? Like, that's the awesome part of this. Yeah, you know? that's, the, awesome, that's yeah. the
0: greatest part about psychology yeah. is no matter the type of therapy you see, you uh, seek yeah. out... Whether it's EMDR, whether it's uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, or DBT, dialectical behavior therapy. That's DMT, of, where you just uh,
1: get yeah. shot off into outer space and yeah. other dimensions. You fucking <laughs> travel to different dimensions. And that's more. another thing I want to get yeah. to is uh, psychedelics. Dude, you know, right? Psychedelic research and, yeah. and, and all that. Like, uh, uh, i got
0: some awful topics for the awful side of this too for uh, psychology because there's a lot of, a lot of bad shit. With there's, psychedelics? no with psychology. Oh yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, we talked about. It. I mean, this is kind of like an intermix of of bad stuff, but um with this one. I mean, this was mostly awesome, I think. I think so know, too. Yeah. Cuz I mean, uh, at the end of the
0: day there's just gonna, there's more awesome I think than bad.
1: I think um uh but no, psychedelics is one of my, one thing that just absolutely fascinates me to no end. Um I know you've never done them, you know, but yeah. um when I I, I I'm almost a psychonaut at this point. <laughs> you know, I have, the only one I haven't done is DMT, and I'm just like, oh, if there's, I've, I've, I was listening to this guy today. Um, if you, he has, he's a, uh, the fuck is he? His name's Jim something. Either way, he, uh, he's been researching psychedelics and and behavioral therapy. Since the sixties until when they shut him down, and now, now they finally revamped it back up. When mm-hmm. you know we collectively pulled our head out of our asses as a society, and we're going to continue to do that well going forward, hopefully. Anyways, um, he was talking about when people write into him, "Hey, I've been thinking about doing LSD," but he's gonna and he goes, he stops him right there. If there is ever a reason that you don't want to do it, don't. Do it. <laughs> it was just like it might be. I'm erring on the side of caution, but <laughs> if there's ever a butt in there, don't do it because you could potentially, you know, uh, give yourself a bad trip or a, a struggle uh, uh, during this. And you you need to do it with care and therapy, and you need to do it with a guide. Yeah. And when you do it like that, you can rearrange your emotions overnight in one fucking sitting mm-hmm. like literally they've been given these psilocybin uh, micro-dosing. studies yeah the micro dosing of psilocybin uh to army veterans who have so, shell shock or ptsd or whatever the fuck you want to call it right so fucking awesome yeah and fucking love and it that. literally cures them like yeah. cures them bananas why we haven't been doing this for centuries because this is a natural plant that we've been using since Jesus' time. Have
0: mm-hmm. you ever read... Uh, uh, the Immortality the Key. The Immortality Key. I got... Dude, it's, it's on the list. Yeah. I've got a lot uh, of books that I've heard. Next one on your list. Yeah.
1: Because it'll blow your fucking mind. But, yeah. But,
0: that's... Dude, so, everything you just said, like, that is where I am at with psychedelics. Like, I want to do it, but... And so, like, that's what I've always heard that, like, if Mycetus. you have that, but... Microdose, yeah, because because you
1: won't you won't feel any psychedelic effects. It won't be the walls won't be dancing, you know. Which, uh, but like if you microdose, things will be brighter. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, I like walking past this garden, or holy shit, that interaction with my family was fucking nice. So
0: what you just said about psychedelics and microdosing and army veterans curing them of PTSD—that's what EMDR can do. Yeah, I know we talked about that in the last week's podcast, but like, bro, ninety this this these studies, 91% of people who did it were cured of their PTSD. They lost all of their symptoms. So somatic, that's what it was. Okay. So I was talking about long-term memory before we got on that depression train. So somatic memories are long-term memories that are just gained, experiences gained over a lifetime. Okay. So we know this is the color blue. This is a you shirt. You know it's a color blue. Or, wait, but
1: I don't agree we, with that. The, <laughs>
0: Play devil's Don't play devil's advocate here. For once in your life, I James. think that's
1: navy. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's a shade of blue, and that's a hoodie, not a shirt. Yeah. Well, all right. So the things that we know that we like, how to tie our shoes. There's Velcro. God damn it, Dan! Uh, so there's, <laughs> there's the, the bonds. The, I'm wearing Sperry's. Right? What the fuck are spares? <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing Sperry's. Yeah. I'm not a queer. <laughs> not that queers wear those. Oh, day. Jesus, Dan. Do you want us to get us canceled? Yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want the the uh, the L G B T
0: Q X Y Z to come after us. Okay. Plus. Uh, but so somatic memories are. Lifetime experiences that we don't actually have a memory of learning. To so whereas long term memories, to where you remember sp- specific events from your childhood, like adverse childhood effects or memories or trauma memories, those ones you can call, recall details, and you'll be living like when you have like post traumatic stress disorder and you have that memory of the event, it's going to be broken up and you're going to have these really hard feelings or like terrible feelings of. Fear, panic, uh, rage, I mean, all of these things, and you're going to be stuck in that moment. With EMDR, what they think that it does is it takes that long-term memory, and then when you reprocess it, just by, you know, moving your eyes left and right, uh, your brain then processes that memory into a somatic memory.
1: That's fucking nuts. Too. Yeah. So what? then it
0: just becomes a life experience, and guess what?
1: How exactly does it work though? Like, what what it, is it the process? No what, no, what is the process? of Like, so say they're the, this the people who are in the ninety one percent. What are they doing?
0: Oh, uh, so they're sitting with a the therapist. They're sitting down, and uh, the therapist is either using their finger, just like, hey, follow my eye. but follow this. Follow my finger, pen tip, left and right. Don't move your head. Now bring up. Uh, a bad memory that you have, or like they'll have they'll oh, do it to me, keep doing it. Oh, they'll have like a pre interview uh, questionnaire about like what they like, what are they there for. So, like, think of like a sad childhood memory or an image that's been troubling you for a long time. Okay, and then so you start thinking about it, and then they're like, okay, notice that how you're feeling right now, and okay. then they'll be. Again, I don't even know if this is like the they're reprogramming right. it to make it yeah. worse. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, fuck, I start crying on yeah. the podcast. Well, no, you're gonna start crying because like you're gonna be reliving these traumatic memories or oh, okay. then, bad memories. But then, with the eye movement, it's just like with REM sleep because when you're and you're in rapid eye movement sleep, that's when you're you're dreaming the most and your brain is processing all the shit that happened during the day. But you're reliving these memories at a different emotional time in your life. So hmm. they no longer become as hurtful or impactful as they are. You still remember those memories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but instead of being ones of like triggering or hurtful memories you're, you you're going to go like, "Oh, that helped. That that was that happened to me and it was bad, but I'm past it now. Hmm. It's something that happened to it happened to me in my past and it's no longer like, it no longer affects me. A lot of those people of that 91 percentile said that those memories became a resource for resilience and strength. So, talk about, like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Damn. These people went through a, any number of terrible events that gave them PTSD Right to going on the other side of doing EMDR three times in a week. Just three times. And they're 91% of them were cured. You can do six sessions in one week and be done for the rest of your life. Like, dude, that's so... Why are we not doing this for anybody? That's what, uh, for the class I did, I was like, why isn't this like standard practice? Yeah. And what it is is because it's a relatively new thing. It needs that, well, we're talking about science again. It needs that critical mass. It needs that uh, peer review. Mm -hmm. It needs to be studied and researched so the uh, results can be replicated by several different people out of all those tests that they did, I think they talked about like 47 studies, only one saw that uh, cognitive behavioral therapy did a better job than EMDR. Wow. And even then, it's like, you can chalk that number up to the the therapist who did the EMDR session probably didn't do a good job. Or the cognitive behavioral therapist is really good at his job. Well, that's like why they were comparing it, comparing the two, was that EMDR, it is quick. There is no homework. There's no like you're going to think about this dramatic memory for six hours tonight. That's crazy. Is that like they, the fucking uh, hypnotist? Are you, is right. that
1: getting, like, hypnotized? Like the yeah. fucking uh, swinging the, the yeah. clock piece yeah. going back and forth? That's what I, like, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's a form of hypnotism. Dude, hypnotism's fucking crazy, isn't Dude, it? Dude, right? Like, I fucking... I didn't even think about that till yeah. just now. Do you think uh, you could be hypnotized? I don't know. I've never tried. I don't think I could
0: because... Like I'm not open to it. Like I think, I wonder
1: if that's what's going on. Is like if it only works on people who could be hypnotized. See, I don't know because. And maybe that's the nine percent. Is they, the people who couldn't be hypnotized. Right. You know. Well,
0: now a caveat to that ninety-one percent who got totally cured. The other nine felt significantly better. Oh. So it wasn't that like it just didn't work. They're like, yeah, I feel better, but you know, I still have these minor th- these symptoms, but they're not as bad. With that, what I think that is, is this is why EMDR is so great, is when people think of, like, post-traumatic stress disorder, they think, oh, one event caused that. No, you can have complex PTSD, Ah. which is a whole lifetime of traumatic events. Because that's one thing that they found is with people who are, like, sexually molested as a child, like, especially if it's, like, by a family member, that person is... More likely to be assaulted, more likely to be raped, more likely to hurt be hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Well yeah. no, and not just not they're not doing the hurting. Oh, okay. They're being hurt by people because I got you. it's a part cool. of like that you know what you said, like uh, what Skinner said. I can make a child a doctor, lawyer, thug, or whatever. The parent, guardian, whoever was in that person's life, made that person a victim. They conditioned that person to be a victim. That makes sense. So that they could be easily targeted by people who would then hurt them or take advantage of them. And fucking then, Christ, dude! Right? That's awful side of psychology, and I don't know, not like they are doing it intentionally, but it's just the side effect yeah. of. It's one of the things that uh, that book, "The Body Keeps the Score," like in the '70s and '80s, uh, they came out with this fucking study that showed that. You know, incest is like 1%, less than 1% happening in the United States of America. And if it is happening, it's probably good for the girl to happen. So that's her first sexual relationship is with her parent. Yikes. Yeah. These were the fucking APA, the American Psychiatric Association, came out with a fucking article that said incest was okay. Like, no. No, it's not. At least it's with somebody they trust. Yeah, right. Uh, So, but this guy who, uh, uh, Bessel van der Kolk. I think that's his name. Uh, yeah, right. Sounds it's, like a fucking porn name. Yeah, it's K-O-L-K. That's his last name. Vandercock. Yeah, Vanderkolk. Uh, yeah. it's got to get that L in there, bro. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, you know, yeah, these, he was seeing so many cases of adults that were like, yeah, my, you know, my mom, my brother, my father, my three brothers... All raped me uh, from the ages of seven to twelve, Christ. and like they, uh, not just him, but like multiple psychiatrists were all saying this, and they found out it was like not one percent; it was actually closer to fifteen percent. So let me ask you this: yeah. Do you
1: think that even they could be cured yeah. with EMDR?
0: Yeah, because that's he does that. He, he talks. So it's about,
1: actually being cured with this.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that uh, curing and alleviating symptoms, or I guess, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I guess that's, uh, cause, that's essentially what I'm meaning. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, the, he, crazy man he went through he has a multitude of therapies that he brings through to people like he has like I talked about this on last week
1: dude you know what's so awesome about this we gotta end this here pretty yeah. soon because we're at over an hour but um, what's crazy to the, about this is with modern technology and science mm-hmm. and uh, we are adding more tools to the toolkit yeah. of saving the human psyche right
0: that's gonna be our our, our defense against the AI yeah. <laughs> all right well you know one, one crazy thing about these what i've been telling you it's you moving your eyes one of the ones yoga and breathing techniques i'll tell right? you what like, man
1: yoga yoga and meditation has like has saved me through yeah. this fucking pandemic
0: those are like the three main things that i took away that were doing the help most mm-hmm. most good in helping these people and these are considered eastern uh, like, they had it figured like, out man. Eastern shamanism yeah. it's not actually medicine and this guy was like no yeah it actually fucking works Yeah, yeah. but guys this has been one of my favorite episodes I think about uh, the Awesome Awful Podcast of psychology just That's, wait till we get dark yeah oh my gosh it's gonna get so fucking so dark so fucking dark uh, give us a like follow uh, shoot us an email at awesome awful podcast at gmail Same thing goes for the Instagram.
1: I'll check that eventually. Yeah, you might.
0: (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, thanks guys so much, and we'll see you on the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye.